Tim, I don't know why you're grinning there. Uh, Tim, Tim was supposed to tell you that song was per request by me. And we'll sing it again next week. And next week, I want you to sing it with a little bit more gusto, okay? All right? No, I'm serious. Like, more gusto next week. Uh, great season, yes? Fun, fun season to be a part of. The Christmas season. Yes. Let's, okay. Give yourselves just some sort of... Let's wake up a little bit. <laughs> great decorations, yes? All right. Thank you, uh, Debbie, Mike, Eric, Connie, who's currently in Sprague Lake driving back from Portland. Anybody else who helped set up the decorations? Thank you for that. Look at that tree. Woo! <laughs> Don't be a Christmas tree, Christian. <laughs> Don't be a Christmas tree, Christian. Hey, so over the next three weeks, we're going to do something slightly different, okay? Over the next three weeks, we're going to start off the service with a short mini devotional, kind of a Reader's Digest homily, a uh, daily bread type of thought, and the theme is going to be, don't be a Christmas tree Christian, all right? This theme was kind of developed this past summer when I was backpacking with my boys. I was reading a book called, What If Jesus Was Serious?, and uh, a page and a half of it kind of had this idea of Christmas tree Christians and what they look like. And I thought, ooh, that'll preach. So we're going to do three weeks of this series. And you guys, you guys are laughing. That's good. Now you're awake. You just wait till I get to the big words here. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Take a hard right turn with me for just a second. All the trees in the world, they all can fit under... Uh, a handful of basic root systems, okay? Can you guess how many? How many basic root systems all the trees in the world fit under? Take a guess. Two, three, five. I kind of gave it away with a handful. Who said three? You are absolutely right. Three basic root systems all trees can fit under. The first is this. It's a tap root system. Now, as you can see, there's one main root that goes down nice and deep, and the rest of the roots are actually pretty shallow. Most of those other ones don't go down more than 12 inches. Tap roots are very stable trees, but they're very rare to find. Okay, second type of tree, uh, excuse me, type of root system is a lateral root system. As you can see, the roots go out laterally. Just like it sounds. There's a whole ton of them going out, and the, the weight, the stability of it is kind of balanced between the height of the tree, the weight of the tree, and the roots that are going out. Now, thankfully, they don't go down very deep, so the, the tree doesn't have to put too much effort into those roots. But about 80% of trees and most urban trees fall under this type of root system. Interesting, huh? Do we got any arborists that can check my work? Okay, good. Not yet. You believe everything I have to say. <laughs> Good. Third type of tree root system is the heart root system. Everybody say, aw. Aw, that's right. Heart root systems obtain their stability from a root ball and soil resistance. So it's got this really large root ball that's very heavy, and it counteracts the weight of the tree with the root ball and the soil around it. Now, they're kind of prone to failure because when things get wet, when the ground gets wet, this root ball... When it gets windy, it starts to rotate like a ball and socket. All right? So these trees can be kind of tipsy. Can you guess which type of root system a Christmas tree is part of? I'm going to tell all three. Everybody's going to guess. All right? 
First one, a tap root system. Go ahead, raise your hand if you think that's the type of root system. All right, we've got one hand. Thank you for that hand. Uh, second one, lateral root system. Okay, we've got a couple of more hands, four or five. And third one, the heart root system. Raise your hand if you think this is what Christmas trees are. Wouldn't that be a great Hallmark moment? <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> All y'all are wrong, except for the one person who said a taproot system, and you're closest to being right. Okay? Closest. But notice you're not right. Now, you may be wondering, why? Why not? What? Well, listen to this. Christmas trees don't have roots. Well, think about it. You get your family. You get your Eddie Bauer jacket on. Okay? You get your snowshoes. You go hiking out into the woods with your Hydro Flask hot cocoa, and when you find the tree that's just exactly right, what do you do? You chop it off at the roots. Christmas trees don't have roots. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. As beautiful as Christmas trees are to look at, in your own home, if you've already put them up, I applaud you. We might be putting ours up this afternoon. It depends on if my six-foot-three sons wants to crawl underneath the house to get the stuff while I'm gone. Please. <laughs> um, or maybe it's the Christmas trees you look at when you're walking around in the neighborhood looking at lights and you're peering into people's windows, which isn't creepy at all, to look at their Christmas trees. Okay, they're beautiful. But they don't have roots. Christmas trees are just tree corpses. They get watered once a week, maybe on Sunday mornings. Soon as you take them out of the tree stand, as soon as you start, stop watering them, what happens? They dry up and die. Okay? They get, wait to get tossed to the curb, and on that second, Jan, that second Sunday in January or Monday, whenever waste management comes by and picks them up so they don't burn the whole neighborhood down. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Okay, I may be less liked a little bit this morning after this time, but I'm willing to risk that. For so many of us, there is so much to do during this holiday season. And if Christmas trees before they're chopped down are typically that taproot system with the, you know, one deep root, but all the other ones about 12 inches below surface, there is so much that we do that is that 12 inches below the surface. For example, it's easy for us during the holiday season to focus on the services that we attend, right? Sunday morning Advent services, thanks for being here, all right? Christmas Eve candlelight services, the Christmas concert that your kids put on at school and the play that your kids go to where they're dressed like little elves. It's easy for us to focus on all these things. Trust me, I'm preaching to myself. This takes a lot of time over the holiday season, but don't let this be your focus, Second thing we may focus on is our traditions, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, the Advent calendar reading that your kids get up on your, your lap for at night and, you know, you start tearing off the little sheets on the calendar, or maybe all the uh, Christmas cards you send to your loved ones or the reading of Luke 2 before you open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas morning, uh, the meal that you eat and make every single year, your traditions, we can get stuck in those shallow roots. Or we can become consumer Christmas Christians, where all we focus on is shopping, shopping, shopping. I've already done my Christmas shopping for the year. 
But we can easily just spend so much time getting that perfect gift for each family member, you know, and then fancy pumpkin spice lattes. I can't even say it. Wrapping paper, bows, scotch tape, bubble wrap. We can get locked in on these things. And I'm not saying these things are bad, but they shouldn't go too much below the surface. We need to make sure our taproot that goes back thousands of years is our focus. Our main strength, our nutrition, our survival, this taproot was talked about by the prophet Isaiah about 2,700 years ago when he said in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Where does it stem from? The old root. Now, the Apostle Paul would replant this theme in a couple of his letters, pointing out that the root Isaiah was pointing towards pointed directly to Jesus. These aren't your typical Christmas Advent texts, but they remind us of where our taproot needs to be. To the church in Ephesus, Paul writes this, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 19. If I can find the right passage, there it is. Paul says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Verse 17, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And say those first two words with me. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots, your tap root, the main thing where you get your nourishment. To the Colossian church, Paul writes something very similar in verses, uh, chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. He says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Verse 7. Read it with me. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will be strong. Let your roots grow into him. In those two verses, the, the Hebrew word for root, the Greek word for root is chrysozo. Uh, Does that sound right? Just say, just say, okay, good. Kyle's got me. Chrysozo. I can't really pronounce it. But it means to render firm, to fix in place, to establish, to cause a person or thing to be thoroughly grounded. Are you fixed on Jesus this Advent season? Is he what you are rooted in? Christmas trees are cut off at the roots. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Be rooted in Jesus. Now, what does that look like? It may look different for you than it will for me. For me, part of my attempts to root myself in Jesus this year is on December 1st, I'm starting to read the Gospel of Luke. One chapter a day. There's 24 chapters, so that takes me to Christmas Eve. There we go. So the first through the 24th, I'm focusing on the life of Jesus. That's just me personally. For you, it may be you're, you're focusing on the Christmas carols that we sing during church. And instead of just singing them without thinking about the words, you go home and you pull up the words and you meditate on them. You pray about them. You let them sink in. Or maybe you think, well, this year I'm doing something different. I'm not going to shop for presents, but I'm going to partner with a local ministry or a global ministry so I can be the hands and feet of a baby born 2,000 years ago. Maybe that's how your roots will go down deep in Jesus. Don't be a Christmas tree Christian. Cut off at the roots. Instead, let your roots grow down deep in him. Amen?
Tim, let me have you come on up. Worship team, let me have you come on up. As they come on up as Tim strums for just a minute or two, I want you to think of one practical way, just one way that you can let your roots grow deep in Jesus this Advent season. When you think of it, text yourself, email yourself, grab a sticky note, write it on the mirror, call a friend, let them know so that they can hold you accountable to that one thing you're going to do to be rooted in Christ. Let me pray. Jesus, we want to make sure that in the busyness of this season, that our roots are stuck in you, that you are our tap root, uh, that you are the source of our nourishment, our strength, our, uh, our, our ability to, to just keep moving forward. We do thank you for this season, Lord. I personally love the Christmas season, and there's so much to do, so much that, that just my heart feels home in. But I pray that my heart will be home in Christ this season. Lord, as we worship in song, would you take our praises and would they be pleasing to your ear? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.